Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode 61. Um, last night we did the the pod draft. Uh, had people over, so I didn't want to get it up, but we're just, you know, I'm going to have the full recap. That'll be the last segment we do. It'll be the full recap, full results. Um, I'll give the round-by-round results, honest opinion of my team. Um, already made a trade, though, and then who, who I think has the best team. Um outside of myself of course uh to kick it off though so you know coming up is you know you got college football starting this week so we will have uh college football week one game my top five games of the week and my top five spreads of the week spreads i like for the week um we will have over under nfl and college football premier league match day reactions and predictions combat sports talk my final nfl uh predictions i'm gonna give my award predictions and uh, who makes who I think makes the playoffs, how the divisions go, who wins Super Bowl. Then we'll get into that college football, and then we'll talk about fantasy football. So usually podcasts now, when it gets into this time of year, um, we'll have a podcast next. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, basically every week. Um, you know, college football gets over usually on Saturday. They're done. But the NFL runs till Monday, so I usually wait till Tuesday or Wednesday to get my um, podcast out there with the NFL and uh, college football talk each will happen each week, and we'll obviously have my, you know, my main fantasy league updates each week, especially the pod league that'll be highlighted in this for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean it's going to be every Tuesday, Wednesday for sure. Getting it out on Monday night probably will be out. I think I, I think I'll have the snap the my Snapchat link for my you know my uh, my unedited story tonight, and then tomorrow will be on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook and stuff like that um but yeah so we're gonna go over under first this is so win totals in the regular season I've chosen I just went through the list of basically every NFL team and chose the ones I like I did the same thing in college football um so in the NFL one two three four I got five overs and three unders in college football I have one two three four five six seven eight overs one two three unders Okay, so let's start off in the NFL. Again, this is just regular season. This does not count for postseason wins. It's just regular season. Um, Both ways, college football and NFL. It's both regular season totals. So my first one, I literally went alphabetical order. um, And decided on which ones I wanted. Um... So, NFL, we started off, the first team I picked was the Baltimore Ravens at 10.5. I took the over. I think Lamar's going to come out. I, he's not a guy that's going to sit. He's not going to sit because of the contract. He's going to come out to play to say, yeah, I'm, you're going to pay me that $250 million guaranteed at the end of the year. That's what he's going to play for, and I think he has a chance at MVP. Uh, I think the Ravens go over 10.5. I have them at 11-6. and six. Wouldn't be shocked they go 12-5, and 13-4, possibly get the one seed. I think they're gonna be t- their defense is going to be good. J.K. Dobbins, if he's healthy – you know, him and Mike Davis, great running back duo. They're going to need receivers like Rashad Bateman and DuVernay to step up. Um, Isaiah Likely, their backup tight ends look very good. I would expect him to get some, you know, real reps in the regular season. They love two tight end sets anyway. Next team up, and that would be a train if you hear a noise in the background. Sorry about that. But Chicago Bears at 6.5. I took the under, and it's slight. I have them at 5-12. and 12. 
They could push to get seven, but really worried about that offensive line. The defense probably won't be as good as it was. The defense won't be as good as it was in recent time. So I'm going under on the Bears at six and a half. I think I have them at five and twelve. Uh, Denver Broncos ten and a half. I have them under. Uh, I have them at the most ten and seven. I think nine and eight is my final prediction though. So I'm going to go under on the Denver Broncos. Call this a homer pick if you want. Dallas Cowboys ten and a half over. You look at the Cowboys schedule. You know, I think the division will be tougher this year. I think you get two wins against the Giants. At worst in the division, you go, I think, four and two. You know, possibly, I think five and one is what they'll go, though. I think I'll, I'll count a loss to the Eagles on the road. I think five and one. Early on, their schedule's tough. I think the first seven weeks, they play Tampa, Cincy, LA, and Indian, maybe Indianapolis. But that back half of the schedule is really a breeze. I think 11 wins is easy for the Cowboys, but I really think it could be 12 or 13. Again, could be fool's gold because I think their schedule is so easy, but I do think they go over 10.5. Indianapolis Colts at 9.5. I also have the over. Uh, I think they're going to get – I have them at 10-7. They could get 11-6, but I'm just going safe with 10-7. and seven. Um, I don't see this team. They went 9-8 and eight last year, right? I don't think that Matt Ryan goes the same record as Carson Wentz did. I think he can at least be one game better. So, and I don't. I think their division they should win probably four games in the division. So maybe five. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go Indy over nine and a half. Las Vegas Raiders. Eight, these next two I think are unreal. Uh, Vegas eight and a half over. I am at ten and seven comfortably. Could be eleven and six. I I I think this line's low. I understand what they're saying because you could you know. I think when it comes to Denver and Vegas, they're not as good as the Chargers and Chiefs. So could you be saying that they go, each of them go two and four in the division, you know, at best three and three. So that's marking up three, four losses right there. I still think the Raiders definitely get to nine and eight, nine and eight for the Raiders with Devontae, Chandler Jones coming in, Max Crosby still there, Waller, Hunter Renfro, Jacobs, their tailback. I heard the Zamir White kid has looked really good. Josh McDaniels in there to help Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, I think easily nine wins for them, eight and a half over. New Orleans Saints as well. I know people are, though they're scared because it's Jameis. People forget that Jameis was 5-1 and one as a starter until he got the ACL injury. The Saints were, I think the Saints were possibly going to win that division over the Bucks last year. The injury really screwed them. Um, so, yeah, eight and a half, I'm taking the over. I think minimum they go nine and eight. I have met ten and seven in the wild card. Nine and eight minimum, though. I don't understand it. Their roster, their defense is going to be nasty. You have Michael Thomas as a weapon. Uh, Jarvis, Chris Olave now, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. Jameis has got a plethora of weapons. Uh, and then my last one is the New York Giants, seven and a half under. I'm at five and 12. I don't have any faith in Daniel Jones. And you need to have good quarterback play to win in this league. I could would not be shocked to you if they have six losses in the division. I think the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Cowboys are head and shoulders better than the New York Giants. So I'm going to take the under on seven and a half. I know people are like, man, six and a half, seven and a half, tough. Take the under. Is it? The Bears is a little iffy to me. I think they possibly could get seven. I don't see how the Giants get eight wins. Eight and nine. You ask yourself, do you think the Giants go eight and nine this year? Because that's what that would hit the over. I don't believe they go eight and nine this year. I just don't. So let's get into the college football ones. I think they're a little tougher to predict. I, I put a couple of my favorite teams in here that I thought. But again, this is regular season regular season so Alabama at 10 and a half they can only lose one game to cover the over I took the over though 10 and a half Alabama is going to go 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 let's just be real honest they play Texas I think Texas is going to be good by the end of the year I do not think they have a chance against Bama I'd love to know the spread of that game but 
I just think uh, Alabama will win 11 games at least this year, so I'm taking the over. Cincinnati's at 9.5. I'm going to take the under. Don't know. I mean, there's no way their quarterback comes in. It's better than Ritter already. I know Luke Fickle's a great coach. 9-3 and three is not a bad season for them after, you know, having one of their best teams they've ever had. Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Desmond Ritter, guys like that. I'm going to say they go under. I think 8-4, and 9-3 and three is a really uh, a record a record they will have. Clemson at 10.5. I mean, people are saying Uyunglele has looked unbelievable. I'm going under 10.5 wins. Again, regular season. This doesn't mean they're not in the AC Championship at 10-2. and two. I just think they're going to go 10-2. and two. I think they'll lose a couple games. Um I, I just don't I don't really have faith in him yet. Maybe early on in the season they're dominating teams and I'm already wrong because they're going to go eleven or twelve and eleven and one or twelve and zero. But I'm going to take over under ten and a half. My University of Kansas two and a half. I'm taking the over. They get Duke and Tennessee Tech in the non conference. They'll be favored in both of those. I think they're twenty seven and a half or twenty eight point favorites against Tech. I think they'll be around three and a half, four and a half against Duke. I think they steal at least one Big Twelve game. I'm thinking four and eight for KU this year. Hoping for five and seven, but let's say four and eight. So I think the overs in play because I think they'll have two wins in the non-conference. The other non-conference games, Houston, that's going to be a tough ask. But I think two. I think over on two and a half for KU. Ohio State ten and a half again. You know you got to play Michigan State, Michigan. I don't even know. Let's look up Ohio State's got. They got to play Notre Dame early. You know you could Notre. Ohio State could have to rally off eleven wins in a row for me to hit if they lose week one in Notre Dame, which is possible. They're by far the best team. It's really going to come down to. Um, their defense because I think that hurt them last year. Uh, they have a number. Their offense is probably going to be the best in the country, I would guess. Um, let's take a look at their. Let's take a look at their full schedule and who they all get in the Big Ten. So you get Notre Dame at home though. At home, there's 17 and a half point favorites. Now I can't take. Here's the thing. I'm not taking Notre Dame at 17 and a half because I don't know how good Notre Dame is going to be. So I could see Ohio State routing them, but because Notre Dame is ranked five, I cannot take Ohio State to cover 17 and a half points or 16 and a half, whatever it is. Then they get Arc State and Toledo. Then they get Wisconsin at home. Not worried. Not worried about Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Ohio State's going to beat them. They get Rutgers. First game uh, on the road. First true test. I mean, they literally start off with five home games. So they're going to go at Michigan State. It can be a tough place to play. I don't know how. If Michigan State's probably going to be better than they were last year. So I think Ohio State will win. They get Iowa at home. Iowa's going to have a little bit of a down, little bit of a down season. Uh, at Penn State, always a tough place to play, but I'm not high on Penn State at all this year. I think they're a really overrated team. I would think so. So the t- And then again, you get at Northwestern, Indiana, at Maryland, and then Michigan the last game of the year at home. I just don't see two losses. I don't know if I see one. Honestly, the one that I could see is Notre Dame because it's week one. You know, you're, gonna have to, you're trying to rebuild the defense. Week one, Notre Dame, I could see that being the loss. I don't see a loss in the Big Ten. I think Michigan's a little bit overrated as well at eight. But I also think there's only two elite college football teams in the country, and that would be Alabama and Ohio State. I just don't see two losses. I mean, you can say Michigan State and Penn State on the road. I don't see them losing both of those. So let's just say they beat Notre Dame, they beat Michigan. Those are home games. I would expect them to win. you got to go one-on-one at Michigan State, at Penn State, and you go, what? You go 11-1. The road games are Maryland, Northwestern, Penn State, and Michigan State. The rest of the games are at home. I thought Notre Dame. I'm surprised that Notre Dame's not played kind of a neutral side, but I think it's a. I think it's a four year deal between them where they play home. It's a home a home away series. So next year, Ohio State will go to Notre Dame, I believe. Um, but yeah, I literally only see maybe a loss, but probably none. I really don't see Ohio State losing. So. That's why I'm taking the over on them. Notre Dame at eight and a half, though. I know I'm saying they're going to lose to Ohio State. I am taking the over. I do think they go at least nine and three. 
sorry, I'm going to grab a drink. Okay, so let's look at Notre Dame's schedule now. I love doing the over-unders. So we go to the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. Um, they will play at Ohio State. I think that's a loss. So let's just predict. No, let's just predict. I think Ohio State goes 12-0, by the way. Let's just predict. We can go back, actually. I can go back and see if I even truly think I'll go under. I'm just guessing under on clubs. I haven't really looked at the schedules. But we'll go back and look at the team's schedule. So Ohio State, loss. Marshall, Cal at home, do two wins. At North Carolina, North Carolina's defense could be trouble. Or it could be not very good this year is what I mean. I think win. BYU at home is a scary one. I'm going to say win, though. At, oh, no, it's not at home. It's actually in – it's technically a home game. But it's at Allegiant Stadium. So it's actually closer for BYU. I'm going to go Notre Dame, though. So that puts me to 4-1. and one. Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, three straight wins. So that gets me to 7-1. and one. Clemson. This is a tough one because it's, at, it's in Notre Dame. I'm going to actually say Notre Dame wins. And then I'm going to – so I'm going to say Notre Dame, they lose their first game of the year and their last game of the year. So they beat Clemson, Navy, Boston College, lose at USC. So 10-2 and two is what I have Notre Dame. Let's go into Clemson. Because remember, I said they're going to lose two. And I already have one down, Notre Dame. So, okay, early on, I already see a loss that I think is going to happen. I think South Carolina is going to be a lot better than people think, too. Okay, so at Georgia, win. So 1-0, uh, Furman, 2-0, Louisiana Tech, 3-0. At Wake Force, it's another trap. Wake Force is going to be good offensively. I'm just going to say now they're going to lose to one of at Wake Force or North Carolina State at home. I think North Carolina State is going to potentially give them a run for their money in the uh, ACC to win it this year. So I have them now at 4-1. Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse, 7-1. At Notre Dame, have it a loss, so 7-2. Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. I do have South Carolina. We're going to go over over-under. So I'm going to say 10-2. They lose to Notre Dame and either North Carolina State or Wake, who is another team we missed. So we got Cincinnati. Let's go back. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati. I like doing these. It's kind of a live one here. I didn't think about doing that. I should have just done that. Uh, Cincinnati Bearcat football schedule. Hopefully, it didn't come up with the Bengals. Okay, thank you. So let's go to the where is it? At? FBS schedules. Always the best one to go to. Okay, so Arkansas on the road loss. They really don't have a tough schedule. I don't know if I actually like them to go under nine, nine, nine and a half. I see. Mm, there's some. Tra- there's a couple. No, there's a couple trap games. Never mind. There is a couple trap games I like. Okay, so they'll lose to Arkansas. They'll beat Kenshaw. They'll beat Miami. Indiana's a trap one. They'll beat Indiana. They'll beat Tulsa. They'll beat USF. So they're four and five and one to start the year. I actually have them losing back to back games. I am super high on UCF, and I think SMU is a tough game. I'm going to say two losses there. So that gets them to five and three. They went out the last four, nine and three. So I have, I have Cincinnati at nine and three. Okay. So the next team I had. Remember, so I guess that now let's see if I think it'll actually happen though. Uh, Penn State, eight and a half under. I took the under on Penn State. At eight and a half wins. So I'm thinking they have to go. Now, could I? I'm, I'm always going to try to find four losses here of course because that's my prediction i have it down i want to roll with it because i put it down earlier and now i want to see if i think it'll end up being true or not i'm going to keep with what i have no matter what i end up looking at i'm going to keep with what i have we're going to go back to ku as well okay i don't like this where's the uh 
Where's the FBS schedules? That's the best one. Okay, here we go. FBS schedules. This is going to be a good segment. All right. I do have them as a loss week one. People can say, oh, you're a liar. No, I think Purdue beats them. At home, I think Purdue wins. Purdue, tough place to play. So I'm going to say loss. I'll say they beat Ohio. Ohio. I will actually go with, "Mm, do I think they beat Auburn? I'm going to say on the road at Auburn, they get a win. Nope, I'm going to go loss. I'm going to say, Mm, it's tough. That's tough, man. I don't think Auburn's going to be too good. I'm going to say win because I think they are a better team. So then they beat Central Michigan and Northwestern. That means they start 4-1. and one. Then they play at Michigan, loss, so 4-2. and two. Minnesota, win, 5-2. and two. Ohio State, loss, 5-3. and three. At Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers. At Indiana, home versus Maryland, at Rutgers, three straight wins. And then Michigan, last game. Yeah, I can see 8-4. and four. I like my pick there at 8-4, actually. I think uh, Penn State at 8-4. So let's go back to – let's just go to KU's schedule. I kind of already broke it down, but I'll give you the t- I'll give you some of the games that I think they will win. Their their start of the schedule, their back half is in the Big Twelve play is not going to be easy. I think if they're going to steal a win early, or if they're going to get the three, it may have to be early. They will. Ha- so Tennessee Tech's a win. Week two is a winner, a possible winner. I'm going to say win. Yeah, I'm going to say win. They win. They beat they beat West Virginia on the road. They lose to Houston on the road, so they're two and one. They beat Duke, so they're three and one. I don't like Iowa State this year. Iowa State's one of the teams I'm kind of off of. I don't know if they win a game in the back half of the year. At Tech's possible. Okay, so I'll say lost to Iowa three and two. Actually, no, no. I'm gonna say they beat one of Iowa State or TCU. So that would put them one, two, three, four, four and two. They lose at Oklahoma and at Baylor. They lose to Oklahoma State. They win at Tech. They lose to Texas. And they lose to K State. Four and eight. I like four and eight a lot. So now we go to South Carolina, who have my dude Spencer Rattler. The over under is at six. I wrote down over. Will I be right? Georgia State at home. Win. At Arkansas and then Georgia at home. Two losses. So one and two. Charlotte, South Carolina State wins. Three and two. I think Kentucky's really overrated. I'm going to say they go into Kentucky and win, so that puts them at 4-2. A&M at home, loss, so 4-3. Missouri and Vanderbilt back-to-back, that gets them to 6-3. And And then they go at Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. Yeah, 7-5. I think they go 7-5. They'll beat Tennessee Tennessee at home, lose at Florida, lose at Clemson in the year. So 7-5. I think 7-5 is super realistic. So over 6. So now let's go to... uh, Who's the team up here that we're about to do? Texas A&M. I, eight and a half. I, I picked the over. We're going to find out if I truly like the over. Okay, so Sam Houston, Appalachian State to begin the year. Two wins. Miami at home. Could be tough, but they'll win. 3-0. and At Arkansas, win. 4-0. At Mississippi State, win. 5-0. and Arkansas's at home, by the way. At Alabama, loss. So that gets them to 5-1 and one to start the year. Then at South, at South Carolina... Dude, I really like their schedule. I think 11-1. At South Carolina win. Old Miss at home. Florida at home. At Auburn. UMass LSU. I'm going to say 11-1 this year. And they'll miss out. They'll probably miss out. Because we did do Alabama. Let's just go through. I don't think Alabama loses a game. I don't think there's a game. Utah State, Texas, ULM, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, A&M, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, Old Miss, Austin P, Auburn. No, 12-0. So they'll miss out on the SC Championship by one game is my prediction. Next is Texas. What was theirs? Eight and a half, right? 
Eight and a half, I said over. I did say over eight and a half, so I'm at nine and three at the worst. So ULM win, Alabama loss. It is at home, but a loss. UTSA win at Tech. Win West Virginia at home. Win so five four and one now Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Mm. I'm gonna say loss. Iowa State win. Oklahoma State loss. At K State win. TCU Kansas Baylor wins. So a ten and two. Could they be nine and three? At K State's a tough one off a bye. Nine and three though, but that will get that will get me. Nine and three will absolutely get me what I need. The last one is USC. Sorry, this one went a little longer. This little one went a longer, but I kind of like doing this. USC Trojan football schedule. I have a feeling I'm going to say minimum of eleven and one because I'm so high on them. I literally have a feeling I'm going to say minimum of eleven and one. I did have them beating Notre Dame, so we already have that down. Dude, they're scheduled. I don't know how they lose in the Pac-12 with their weapons. At Utah's a tough one. That could be a lot. I don't. I'm not super high on Utah though. It's going to be. I, the The bad thing with picking now is I don't know how I, I haven't get to. I don't get to see SC's defense. That's the scary part. Okay, so Rice, Stanford, Fresno State, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State, all win. Start off six and zero. Oh. At Utah, loss. Then you go at Arizona, Cal, Colorado, at UCLA. Trap game there. Rivalry. UCLA will be solid this year. Notre Dame, 11-1. Here's my only problem. Um, Pac-12 football. I'm going to be very upset if I have them losing to Utah. They're in the same division. I didn't even think about that. What? They are in the same division. So they would need that would mean they would need Utah to lose two games in the Pac twelve to which Utah can do that. They've done that. They went nine and three last year. We'll see. I, I picked it to lose. I but I'm taking the over. That's all I'm worried about right now is the over. And that'll do it. That is regular season over unders. Premier League got back on track. Seven wins, two losses, one draw. Uh man I started off so of uh, the first day I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go perfect on Saturday. Man U wins. Chelsea wins, Liverpool wins, Man City wins, Everton Brentford picked the draw, uh, Arsenal Fulham win. I picked a draw with Leeds and Brighton. Brighton won, so that gave me a loss. Um, and then Sunday was a balance day. I uh, picked Villa to win. They lost to West Ham. I said two uh, one Newcastle against Wolves ended up being a draw, so that's a draw. And then I had Tottenham beating Forest. That's good though. We're 20, 20 wins, thirteen losses, seven draws. Now it's a big bounce back after last week's debacle. Tuesday's games. So tomorrow. Uh, Brentford, Palace. I got Palace 2-1. Chelsea, Southampton. Chelsea 2-1. Everton, Leeds. Leeds 3-2. Brighton, Fulham 2-2 draw. Don't know how much I like that pick, but I did it. Wednesday's games, August 31st. Villa, Arsenal 2-1. Arsenal. Wolves, Bournemouth 1-0. Wolves. 1-0. Wolves is such as it's 1-1 or 1-0. They just don't score and they don't give up goals. Nottingham Forest, Man City 3-0. City. Tottenham, West Ham 2-1. Tottenham. Newcastle, Liverpool, much more comfortable going to the Liverpool game now. 3-2, Liverpool, and then Man U, Leicester, Man U, 2-1. Combat sports headlines in discussion. Start with boxing. Fury Usyk, likely to uh, for February 11th or 18th of 2023. Let me grab another drink real quick.
So they're looking at UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Abu Dhabi. Those are the people offering the most money. They want to get a $200 million bid. So they split it 100 mil a piece between Fury and Usyk. That's what they're looking for. Um, it will go down. No doubt this fight happens. It will happen. For first time in forever, undisputed champion at heavyweight. It needs to happen. Sucks it's not Fury Joshua because that would be unbelievably big. Maybe if it was Fury versus Joshua, I would think three million, three to four million pay per view buys. I still think Fury Usyk does over a million because it's undisputed heavyweight title. It does over a million, million and a half maybe. But look at the drop off. I'm thinking a $2 million drop-off from Fury Joshua to Fury Usyk. KSI beats both opponents. Who will be next? So he called out the winner of McBroom, Gibb, uh, this other guy, I can't remember his name now, Slim, something like that, who got a win. He looked good. Uh, He called out Tommy Fury and uh, Andrew Tate. I think the... Here's the thing for KSI. He looked good, again, against guys that weren't good, but again... This, this is what you do in boxing to get warmed up. I don't think he should take a step up to Fury or even Andrew Tate, who's 76-9 and as a pro kickboxer and 3-0 in MMA. I don't even think he should take that step next. I think he should fight the winner of Austin McBroon and Gibb. It's a big fight that you can put in the UK, a big main event. It'll sell. Probably even... I, th- I, wanted, I don't know how much the seeding was for his last fight. You could probably bump it up, though, for that. I don't think you should do slam because he's good, but like he's not really... I don't think it draws as much as McBroom or Gibb, especially if McBroom wins. That's who I think should be next for him. Jake Paul says he has an opponent booked for October, and it will be announced this week. So everything I've heard, the only rumor I've heard... Now, again, Jake could be pulling one out of left field. It, the Seam Rockman one was kind of out of left field. No one had him on the radar. Um, so the one I've heard, the only rumor I've heard is Andrew Tate. The guy was blown up via social media. Just got banned on every platform, though. Uh, said some wrong things that he shouldn't have said, but he's still a massive name. Uh, he's, in my opinion, it's, it's it's a massive step up from Woodley. He's a seventy-six and nine pro kickboxer, three known in May. Yeah, he he can he can strike, he can punch. That's a good fight. If it, if that's the fight, so what I've heard is the the uh, they haven't released anything, but the venue and date it's going to be in October has been set. It's now the numbers for Andrew Tate. How much are they paying him? Jake Paul's team is over wherever he is in Europe. They're, they flew over and they're meeting with him to try to sign, get the contract signed. Jake Paul said it's signed, but I haven't heard anything that it is signed. Um, I think that's a great fight. Big numbers. Jake Paul needs a fight. First off, I think this is a double win. It's a massive step up in competition. This guy can strike. He I, He's definitely a better boxer than Woodley or Ben Askren or Nate Robinson or Nizan Gibb. And it's a huge name. I think the pay-per-views do well. I think he does at least a million buys. 800,000 at least. And that's big. That's big. Anything over 500,000 today's today's age is very good. Very good. But yeah, that'll be the boxing headlines and discussions. Not a few. Just going to do going to MMA now. Uh, looking at uh, Cyril Ghosn tied to Avasa. A big fight night card. Big co-main event over in France. The first one there. UFC fight night. Gan versus Tua Vasa odds, and I'll give my I'll give my I'll give a I'm not gonna set my predictions, but I'll give I'll give what I'm thinking right now. We haven't done the fan fight picks, uh, so that that'll be I'll put I'll get that out on Twitter this time. I've been bad at doing that, but I'll get it out there. So right now, Cyril Gan is a so we'll start it off with the fights we're picking. Which one are we picking? 
Yoquan Buckley, Nazardine, uh, Imavov, Imavov. Uh, he is a minus 275 favorite over uh, Joachim, uh, Joachim, Joachim Buckley, I think is how you pronounce it. He's plus 205. I think this one is where I like to always pick an upset a little out there. One, I think my brother picked Buckley as well, but I'm going to go Buckley. I think I'm leaning Buckley right now as well. Uh, I think the odds are right, though. Imavov's more... He's more of a developed fighter right now than Buckley, but I Buckley's very, very powerful and spectacular. Good fight. Uh, Charles Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood. Uh, Jordan is a minus 145 favorite to Nathaniel Wood, plus 115. This is kind of a toss-up one. I think I would lean Jordan right now. I'm going to have to do a little more digging on the last couple fights. Oh, you're getting these fight night cards, even though me as a diehard, I still have to do a little bit of back. Still go look at the background, see what they've how they fought recently. I'm leaning Jordan right now, though. Uh, Nasat Hawkparas versus John Macdessy. Hawkparas minus two thirty. Macdessy plus one eighty. I'm le- I think I will go Hawkparas on this one. This one's kind of I know a little bit more about both. I'll go Hawkparas probably. In the main event or the co-main event, huge one. Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori. Both the number one and two contenders at middleweight. Neither will get a title shot on a win, though, is everything I've heard. And they've both lost to Izzy twice. Whitaker minus 230. Marvin Vittori plus 190. I'm going Whitaker, I think. I think I will be going Whitaker. I think he's too fast. So I think I'm going to go Whitaker. In the main event, Cyril Gaon tied to Avasa. <laughs> Gaon is a minus 575 favorite. Two Avasa plus, 14, plus 400. If you want to throw a reacher out there, I do not think Tuavasa gets this done by decision. Whatever the odds are for Tuavasa via knockout, I think is the play. I don't think he gets a decision win in this fight. But a knockout, a bet on the knockout might not be bad. I'm going gone probably. I don't want to. I want Tuavasa to win. I'm rooting for him, but I'm going gone most likely. So that is that card. And then uh, UFC 279 is also coming up. We will also, do, we will also go big on that. Uh, they bumped, they, they beat up the card a little bit. Again, I think they know that with Nate Diaz and Hamza, they're going to sell it with that main event. But looking at the card now, a lot better than it was five days ago, 10 days ago. Hamza Shamayev, Nate Diaz, the main event. Now Tony Ferguson moving up to welterweight against Lee Jingling in the co-main event. And then because they booked this one so late, 180-pound catch weight between Daniel Rodriguez and Kevin Holland. That is a barn burner. So they put some exciting ones on here. Also, Johnny Walker, Eon Kutalaba. Somebody's going to sleep. So literally what they did is they said, okay, we have our main event. We have our big names in the main event. Let's just make some exciting ones. Even Irene Aldana, Macy Chieson, uh, Hakeem uh, Dawadu versus Juliana Rosa is exciting. Uh, Jake Collier, Chris Barnett is going to be exciting. It, they put some exciting ones on here. It's not the biggest name value. That's because your main event's so big. But it is. Ex- there are Johnny Walker versus Kutalaba, Rodriguez Holland, Ferguson Jingalane, Diaz Hamzat. None of those fights will disappoint. They will all be batshit crazy. And I cannot wait. Uh, Mighty Mouse gets his revenge over at one um, versus Adriano Marais via fourth round KO. Uh, got him with a knee. It wasn't technically the knee to the ground. Because like, in one, you can knee to the head uh, of, ground, of ground opponents. It wasn't really Adriano Marais down. He was already falling because he got rocked, and then he landed the knee. It was clean, though. I think he was down 2-1, or Mighty Mouse down 2-1 on the cards. I think if he doesn't get the finish, he's on his way to a win, though. Marais was kind of gassing. So, unreal, unreal win for the best flyweight on planet Earth. And let's just take a look at Bellator's future cards. We need to get back when we're talking to Bellator. they got some exciting fights coming up. I know people don't really know. Much about Bellator. It's not huge, obviously. Um, 
I love it though. There's a ton of. So what do we got coming up here? August twelfth, in CX Falls, South Dakota. That already happened. August twelfth. What am I doing? Okay, September twenty third, Bellator two eighty five in Dublin. Oh my boy, uh, McGregor's training partner Quilly's back in a big fight. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh, this is a good card. So you get uh, Peter Quilly, Benson Henderson is the main event. Yo Romero back in the co-main event against Melvin Manhoff. Great featherweight fight. Mads Burnell, Pedro Carvalho, another Irishman from SBG. And then a big women's fight between Leah McCourt and Dana Silva. That's a good card. So really good card there, Bellator 285, uh, September 23rd. So a little less than a month away. October 1st, um, Long Beach, California. Patricio Pitbull defends his featherweight title against Adam Borix. AJ McKee up to lightweight against Spike Carlisle. Pico's on the card against Jeremy Kennedy. Juan Archuleta against Eric uh, Barzola. Good card there as well. So they got a couple of really good cards coming up that I'm interested in. Um, and then we'll go to Bellator. I believe 288 was just announced. No. Bellator 291. In Italy? In Milan. Not a great card. Okay. I think they're juicing this card up. That is not a done card. I'm not even going to announce that card. That's not good. Uh, big one, though, uh, November 18th. Nemkov Anderson, two for the light heavyweight title. Uh, in my opinion, who could be maybe end up going down as the second, if not the best, Nurmagomedov because he is legit, he is unreal striking as well. This isn't me hating on Khabib at all. This guy is an, maybe the best prospect in all of MMA. He's going to fight for the title against Patricky Pitbull in the main events, Nemkov Anderson, too. Great cards coming up for Bellator. Uh, so let's get into final NFL predictions. For the 2022-23 season. Okay, so I'm going to go through Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, and MVP. My Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going with Sauce Gardner. I know it's tough for corners to win it, but I think special is written all over him. Uh, New York Jets corner drafted four or five. They had two top ten. They had two top ten picks. They picked Wilson at ten. Him at four, I think. So yeah, I'm going Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year, offense rookie of the year. This one might shock some people. I'm going Christian Watson, the wide receiver out of Green Bay. I think you look at all the rookie wide receivers. Um, Garrett Wilson has Zach Wilson, who will be injured to start the year. Drake London has Mariota. Jamison won't be playing. Jahan Dawson has Wentz. He might not even be their second option going into the year. Traylon Burks, I he was my second. He was honestly, he was between Burks and Watson. I'm going Watson because I think he, him and Rodgers, I've heard, have had a great chemistry. The two rookies have been the standouts at receiver, Watson and Dobbs. And I heard Watson and, and uh, uh, Aaron have a great chemistry, and I just I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. Comeback player of the year. I'm going Michael Thomas. Really couldn't think of anyone else. If anyone has any others they can think of, let me know. But I'm going to go Michael Thomas. I think he has a really good year. Coach of the year, I'm going Kevin O'Connell for the Minnesota Vikings. I think their offense is going to look really good. I did not predict them to win the division, but I think there's a damn good chance they could. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Kevin O'Connell. I think their offense is going to look unreal this year. I, I think the, their defense worries me. Their offense is going to be spectacular, though. If Irv Smith's healthy, you got Dalvin and uh, Alexander Madison in the backfield. You got Jefferson, Thielen, and K.J. Osborne. Kirk Cousins a good quarterback, underrated as hell. They will be solid. Defense player of the year, I'm going Micah Parsons. 
uh, all over the field for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he doesn't have position. He's all over the goddamn field. Offensive player of the year. I'm going Justin Jefferson. I think he wins offensive player of the year. And my MVP is Josh Allen. Um, I do think Mahomes has an unreal year. I think he's going to want to shut people up. But I think Allen is going to have a more combined touchdowns because he's going to get his rushing touchdowns too. And I think the Bills are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. So my final NFL season standing predictions. I have the Dallas Cowboys at 11-6 and six, winning the NFC East. The Eagles going 9-8. and eight, The Redskins 8-9. and nine, The Giants 5-12. and 12. In the North, I got the Packers 11-6. The Vikings 10-7. and seven, The Lions 7-10. and 10, And the Bears 5-12. Uh, and 12. In the NFC South, I got the Buccaneers at 13-4. and four, Tied with the best record in the NFL. Saints 10-7. and seven, Panthers 7-10. And, and Falcons 3-14. and 14. In the NFC West, I have the Los Angeles Rams at twelve and five, the Niners at ten and seven, the Cardinals at nine and eight, and the Seahawks at three and fourteen. So my playoffs will be one seed Tampa, two seed Rams, three seed Cowboys because I'm having them beat Green Bay, uh, four seed Green Bay, five seed Minnesota, six seed Niners, seven seed Saints. So my first round match would be Rams Saints, Cowboys Niners again, and then Packers Vikings. Let's head to the AFC. In the AFC East, I got the Bills winning the division at 13-4, and four, the Dolphins finishing second at 9-8, and eight, and the Patriots at 8-9, and nine, and the Jets at 6-11. and 11. AFC, That was the AFC East. AFC North, Ravens 11-6, Bengals 10-7, Steelers 9-8, Browns 7-10. AFC South, Colts 10-7, Titans 9-8, Jags 6-11, Texans 4-13. AFC West, Chiefs 12-5, Chargers 11-6, Raiders 10-7, Broncos 9-8. Um, AFC playoffs, Bills the one seed, Chiefs is the two, Ravens three, Colts four, Chargers five, Raiders six, Bengals seven. My super prediction is Tampa Bay, Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs exacting revenge and winning the Super Bowl this year. Boom. Let's get into college football. I'm so pumped for college football to be back, man. I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm so pumped for the NFL, too, because I love fantasy football and Dallas Cowboys, obviously. But I'm so pumped. Because college football, I can watch any game and be like, oh, I love this. NFL, it's tougher for me. I, I don't. Jags playing the Texans, I don't give a fuck. But there's so many games weekly. And this first week, these five games are pretty good. It's a great week one to have these five games. I think these are the top five games. So, the first game, uh, you got... Two games at 2.30, one at 6, one at 6.30, um, another at 6.30. So the first 2.30, the 2.30 games to start. Number 23, Cincinnati at number fi- my number 15, Arkansas. These are my rankings, of course. I do my own. I have, uh, this is uh, Saturday, September 3rd at 2.30. I got Arkansas 31-24. Number 11, Oregon at number, four, at number 4, Georgia. I think this game's a lot tighter than people are leading on. Saturday at 2.30, I'm going Oregon 20, Georgia 27. Um... I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna go Georgia. I'm gonna say they won by a little more than that. Let's go Georgia thirty, thirty to twenty. Uh, Utah, number seven, Utah versus Florida. I, this is. I have a loss here for Utah. Saturday, September sixth, September third at six p.m. Number seven, Utah travels to Florida. I got Florida twenty-four twenty-three. Anthony Richardson, the dog. Number six, Notre Dame at number two, Ohio State thirty-one twenty, Ohio State. That is the big game at six thirty. I'm sure it's on ABC or ESPN. And then the, uh, I think this is a big game because the two names, Florida State at LSU, um, Brian Kelly's first game. This is also at 6.30. This is on Sunday, though. This will be a Sunday game. You know, you can put on a Sunday game this week. You don't have to stop that next week. Uh, this is Sunday, September 4th at 6.30. I got LSU winning 27-24 at home in a tight one. And here are my week one top five spreads of the week. 
The spreads could have changed. These are when I wrote them down. I wrote them. I think North Carolina State's probably a bigger favorite now than they were when I when I put it down. So North Carolina State at East Carolina. I have them minus at minus nine and a half. North Carolina State. Oregon at Georgia plus seventeen and a half. I'm taking the Ducks and the point. I'm taking the points. Arkansas versus Cincinnati. I'm going Arkansas minus five and a half. South Carolina Georgia State. I'm going South Carolina at eleven and a half. And then Florida minus. No, no, sorry. That says minus. It should not say minus. They are dogs. Florida plus three and a half at home versus Utah. So those are my game week one games and spreads of the week for college football. We'll have a recap of those every podcast after, and then we'll have the new ones. Now we get into fantasy football results. Unedited first annual, um, two quarterback, or super flex. Technically not to play two quarterbacks, but you probably want to. Uh, trade I already made. Um... Tyreek Hill and Austin Hooper for Dalton Schultz and Jalen Waddle was a trade that I already made. So can I go to the league draft here? I should be able to. Settings. Draft results. Okay, so round one, pick one was me. I took Josh Allen. Uh, it was five quarterbacks. Some people waited on quarterbacks, some didn't. Uh, Herbert went third. Uh, Fletch, uh, my buddy Fletch, he took uh, Jonathan Taylor fourth, then went Brady which was a which is a weird one, but it's two quarterback, and he's really so underrated in fantasy. I don't know if I would have taken him there because you could have probably have gotten Lamar Jackson here and then taken Brady, but again, Brady ends up top seven, top six in quarterbacks for fantasy each year. Justin Jefferson goes, Aaron Rodgers goes, which is kind of a shocker with Lamar and Murray on the board. Cooper Cup, Eckler, to this guy who picked up the turn, so you got Cup and Eckler. Uh, I'm just going to give you probably the first... Oh, I'm not going to go all the way. It's an eight-man, so there's still some really good picks. We'll go to round 10. Right? Yeah, we'll go to round 10. That's fine. Round 10. Uh, then went Travis Kelsey, so Rodgers and Kelsey. Then went Lamar, so he's got Jefferson and Lamar. Uh, then uh, took Murray, so he's got his two quarterbacks, Brady and Murray. Then went Jamar Chase. So Fletch, my buddy Fletch, waited till round five on quarterback. And uh, this guy, one of... My friend's buddies that joined the league. He didn't take quarterback till round eight. I, mean, I still think got a decent one. Oh, no, he didn't. He took Joe Burrow. Never mind. What am I talking about? Fletcher waited the longest on quarterback. This guy took one in round three. I was just looking at the wrong board. So then went Chase. He's got JT and Chase. Then went Derrick Henry. Mark Andrews. I took McCaffrey and Diggs on the turn. So I got the Allen Diggs stack. Um, then Najee went. Devontae Adams. So uh, my brother has Mahomes, Andrews, Najee. Then went Devontae. He has Herbert, Henry, Devontae. Then went Dalvin. He's got JT, Chase, and Dalvin. Uh, Then went Debo. So he's got Brady, Murray, and Debo. Then went Jalen Hurts. So he's got two quarterbacks as well now. Jalen Hurts, Lamar, and Jefferson. Uh, Miller took uh, Russell Wilson. So he's got Rodgers, Kelsey, and Wilson. Then this guy took Burrow, so he's got Cup, Eckler, and Burrow. And then he took Saquon, so that's a good team. Uh, Joe Mixon, Russell Wilson. He took Joe Mixon, Miller did, so he's got Joe Mixon, Wilson, Kelsey, and Rodgers. DeAndre Swift went, so Swift, Hurts, Jackson, Jefferson. Kamara goes, Kamara, Debo, Murray, Brady. C.D. Lamb then goes, who I was hoping would fall to me at the 4.8. He wouldn't have because he would have been taken over if he would have went quarterback. The next two would have taken Lamb for sure over me, so it's fine. But he went Lamb. He's got Lamb, Cook, Chase, Taylor. Then he went Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, Devontae, Henry, Herbert. 
Um, brother took Mike Evans, so he's got Mike, Najee, Andrews, and Mahomes. I took Tyreek Hill, who is now traded to my brother. Um, then I picked Dak, and then that's why I traded for Schultz. So I got uh, Schultz and Waddle in the trade. Schultz and Dak stack now. Um, and here I'll just go with the rest of the team, basically, to 10. I took not, I took Zeke in 6.8, ETN at 7.1, Ertz at 8.8, Goblin at 9.1, AJ Dillon at 10.8. And then Darnell Mooney at 11.1. My brother has Mahomes, Andrews, Najee, Evans, Chubb, Schultz, Waddle, Tua, Matt Ryan, DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker. He's now got Tyreek, obviously. Uh, Herbert, Derrick Henry, Adams, Allen, Pitts, Brees Hall, Derek Carr is his second quarterback, Jerry Judy, Cameron Brake, Tony Pollard, Tyler Lockett. Fletch has JT, Chase, Cook, Lamb. He then took Stafford as his first quarterback, James Conner, Cam Akers, Kirk Cousins. So he's got Stafford and Cousins as his two. Uh, he did get another one late, I'm sure. Uh, he got Deshaun Watson. and he uh, Did he take another one? He did not. Okay. Um, and then he got Dallas Goddard. Uh, Elijah Mitchell and Michael Thomas. Uh, Coley has Brady, Murray, Debo, Kamara, Kittle, Fournette, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, Juju, Gabe Davis. Good team. Uh, Trey has Justin Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, so he's got a stack there. Um, Javante Williams, Jerron Waller, D.J. Moore, Cortland Sutton, Amon Ross St. Brown, Devin Singletary. Uh, Miller has Rodgers, Kelsey, Wilson, Mixon, McLaurin, Pittman, Jacobs, Knox, Renfro, Brown, Thielen. Uh, this guy, Trey, uh, my friend Trey's uh, buddy from work, Cup, Eckler, Burrow, Saquon, T. Higgins, Aaron Jones, T.J. Hawkson, Trey Lance, Dave Montgomery, Allen Robinson, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so he's got Burrow, Higgins stack. Good teams all around. Eight-man league, it's going to be good teams all around, which I think are fun. Uh, I think it really makes it fun. Honestly, I mean, I, I'm honestly going to be biased to say I have the best team. I really actually like Coley's team, though. I mean, I know he went Brady-Murray, but Debo, Kamara, Kittle, Fournette, Williams, Deontay Dobbins? I mean, come on. I also like the Jefferson team. Mm, I might like Trey's team a lot, a little more. Fletch as well. Fletch is Fletch is dangerous at the skill position. Getting Taylor, Chase, Cook, Lamb, Connor, Akers, Goddard, Mitchell. Fletch has a really good. I mean, everyone's gonna have a really good team for sure. I'm also gonna be biased. Say I have the best team though. Um, but yeah, like I said, so once the NFL starts, it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll be coming on with my uh, you know reactions to the NFL games. My then my week the week the uh the next week up picks and spreads rankings will be out every week same for college football um obviously all three of my my three biggest leagues probably is what i'll update because i'm in three really big maybe four i'm in four big ones that i'll update each week uh fourth money league that i got in was a uh, 10 team keeper best ball um we can we, i'll show you that team real quick uh, i don't need to go to settings why can't i see my team Okay, so let me see my team. Uh, this, so this draft went over five days because we had people. It was, it's not like I don't even know anyone. I just got into it for five, ten bucks. Can't even, uh, can't even see it right now. Okay, interesting. Can't even see it right now. But I'll, I'll update that league as well each week. Um, but yeah, so four leagues will be updated each week. Always gonna have MMA in there. Uh, NBA will be coming up too. Uh, obviously, the Lakers trade for Pat Bev, which was really a good pickup, a win now pickup. I like. Um, but yeah, each week it's going to be a ton of NFL, ton of college football, ton of fantasy football, and then throwing in combat sports and NBA 
and other things like that. Hoping to get Fee on the podcast sometime this month would be awesome. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this one. We'll be back. So next next Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll be back. And, or I could, it could be, it'll be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday of next week. It'll be reaction to the college football. Might react, uh, seeing how I did on games and spreads. And then my next week, games and spreads. And then the first NFL games and spreads and my rankings, my first rankings out. So that'll be very fun. Uh, thank you guys for listening again. Peace.